hope you find these messages as a light in the darkness as we talk about all things anxiety, motherhood and everything in between. I'm your host Bethany, an anxiety life coach and mum of three and my mission is to give you the tools to find your worth, speak your truth and deeply love who you are. You are the heart of the home my beautiful friend and it's time you discover who you are called to be. Hi everyone, it's Bethany. I'm really excited to be back with you for another episode on the Heart of the Home podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Today's conversation is around anxiety in motherhood and what it actually looks like to be a mum with anxiety. And I wanted to share a little bit about my anxiety story and my journey with antenatal depression as well. And I think it could really offer some hope to those of you who feel like there's no way out right now. So I asked the other week on Instagram a little bit ago about describing anxiety in motherhood and here are some of the responses I got. Awful, overwhelming, consuming, frightening, exhausting, lonely and isolating. They were the responses I got when I asked for other mums to describe what it was like to be a mum with anxiety. And that's, that's some pretty intense stuff, guys. Um, and I really just want to shed some light and offer some support and really just remind you that you're not alone. And I know how lonely and isolating it can be. They are two big words that I would use to describe anxiety in motherhood as well. But there are people out there that care very much for you and will support you and guide you to overcome this anxiety. So I really just want to remind you that you're not alone. These are the mums who described anxiety in motherhood as well from personal experience. So if you're feeling, you know, overwhelmed and consumed and frightened by all of this anxiety and all of these real difficult um, emotions and feelings, and you're not alone. So I just really want to encourage you to remember that. So my journey with anxiety started really as a little girl, but at the time I didn't recognize what it was until I became a mum. Looking back, I was such an anxious and withdrawn little girl. And although my mum said before I was the age of five, apparently I was very outgoing, but I don't remember that. I always remember feeling really shy and timid, not feeling like I fit in anywhere. I felt misunderstood and I felt really lonely. I could never really communicate how I was feeling because I didn't know how to and I was afraid to be a bother to people. I was afraid to tell people if I was hurt or sad, even at eight years of age. Um, I remember being afraid to ask my mum for food because I just didn't want to be a bother. I didn't want to annoy her or upset her for any reason. Um, but there was there was always one person that I felt really safe with as a child. And that was my little brother. So we were 20 months apart. And for some reason I could completely be myself with him without any fear at all. I would cry in front of him. I would laugh in front of him. I could really be myself when I was around him, but he was the only one. So as this anxiety sort of crept into my young adulthood, um, I had struggled with a little bit of social anxiety for most of my high school years 
And it obviously continued into my adulthood. I still really felt like I struggled to fit in anywhere. I ended up moving to another country. I lived in America for about six years because I was really struggling to fit into my home school in Australia. And so I was hit with my first season of depression at 19 years old. I'd already been living in America for about two years at that point. I was working three jobs. I was completing or trying to complete my college degree while maintaining straight A's. I was a very high achiever, so that was important to me. And everything just got a bit too much at that point. So I ended up coming back home to Australia to try and escape it all and just give myself some time to breathe and kind of figure some stuff out. So although the break did me really good and I had some amazing support from some of my family, at the time I really wasn't able to identify any of my triggers or develop any lasting support systems. So because of that, of course, the depression came back a few years later when I was 22 years of age. And in that time, I sort of just managed by pretending like nothing was wrong. There were good moments. Um, I had some really beautiful moments when I was living in America as I went back over there after being home for Australia in Australia, sorry, for about 11 months. So I traveled back and forth a little bit just to regroup. So at the age of 22, I was heavily pregnant with my first baby. I was a single mum, and I ended up leaving America for the last time uh, back in 2010. So I came home to Australia where most of my family were, um, but I had no place to really call my own. I was so lost and so confused being five months pregnant with this little baby, but I was so, so determined to give this little boy the best possible life, regardless of what was going on for me. He was my number one priority, and I felt that so, so strongly, even as a first-time mum, not knowing not really knowing anything, not knowing how I was going to support him and be there for him when I was really struggling so much. But I was determined and I knew that I just had to figure out a way. So as I learned to raise my little boy on my own for the first couple of years, I was finally diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder and seasonal affective disorder at 23 years of age. So to put a diagnosis to it, I didn't really think too much of it at the time. Um, I think in some ways I was relieved because I felt like my feelings and how I was feeling was really normalized by my um, GP at the time. And it just kind of gave me a little bit of um, certainty, I suppose. So the next eight years after that diagnosis was very up and down with my anxiety and seasonal affective disorder. I saw a few different psychologists to help me through processing a lot of stuff and they were helpful to vent to, but they never really guided me to develop any tools or systems that were going to give me any long-term benefits. And it really took most of this time, most of this eight-year time frame to really understand how my body began to communicate to me. Um, And I just started to create some awareness around how my body was trying to communicate when I was really anxious and sort of in between that time, I'd often forget that I even had anxiety. And I, again, would kind of just pretend like it wasn't there because I didn't have any tools or systems or, you know, any of that real deep level support to sort of help me through that. So fast forward um, a few more years, 
I think, and I fell pregnant with my third baby, which was a very exciting time. I had just not long got married and within a few weeks of our wedding, we fell pregnant with our third little baby and um, I was kind of hit quite suddenly with um, depression and anxiety again. And although I had created a lot of awareness around anxiety, around my anxiety at that point, I had, um, you know, was almost finished with my degree in psychology. So I really learned a lot about myself and the reasons why I felt certain ways or did certain things. And so my anxiety was quite clear at that point. Um, And because of my history with anxiety, I was pretty determined not to allow that to affect me so much like it had at the age of 19. But I think because a lot of external circumstances, um, there was a lot going on in my life at the time. I was obviously going through an early pregnancy, really struggling physically. I was really sick all the time. And just a lot of the pressure of working four days a week at that point, I hadn't really kickstarted my business much. I had, in fact, I think I had just launched it um, shortly after we found out I was pregnant. So there was sort of lots going on and I really like that just became my most physically, emotionally and mentally exhausting time of my entire life. There was so many changes, like I said, going on in my sort of external world. Relationships were ending. We were moving home in that time. My increase in hours at work at my day job at the time as well. We were also newly married. And so there was just a lot of pressure and a lot going on at the time. And because of the physical part of growing a little baby, everything just compounded and it really just got all a bit too much. I began to really struggle more physically being pregnant um, while also trying to care for my older two two children as well. And they're, (laughs) bless them, I adore my kids. They're very physically active and demanding at times as well, as I'm sure you can all relate. But combine that with a pregnancy that was my most difficult pregnancy yet I just really really struggled and so my motivation was at an all-time low I struggled to eat well I couldn't move my body the way I wanted to or needed to because I was pregnant and struggling with so much morning sickness my cooking and my baking took a back seat and my home became a place of tension and chaos I really struggled to maintain basic household tasks. Um, Getting out of bed was a huge task because, you know, I was just feeling so awful physically and emotionally as well. And I really began to feel like my world was quickly closing in and everything just became such a burden, um, if I'm honest. And I was starting to have difficulty breathing, um, not just because I was pregnant, but because I felt panicked as well at the same time. I began to feel like my family were better off without me. And these feelings were so strong and so intense. And um, they were really quite agonizing, to be honest. And at times just too much for me to bear. I couldn't, I didn't know at that point how I was ever going to get through this because it just was so consuming and so intense. Um, and I was, I was really quite scared as well. So I really, I really knew within my heart that this wasn't, it wasn't how it was supposed to be. I wasn't supposed to be feeling this way. You know, I was 
preparing for my final year at university. Um, I was preparing for a new baby to share with our family and just to complete our family. We were moving into a beautiful new home that was more spacious for us. And I just knew that this wasn't quite right, but I couldn't shake off this like dark cloud that just kept suffocating me. So it was almost like, it was almost like I was screaming so loudly, but no one could actually hear me. And they really were some of the darkest days of my life. I had actually tried medication at one point because I was just desperate for an escape. I didn't know what else to do. I had tried other things that didn't work. Um, there was, I did have some triggers at that point that I knew were making my, um, my anxiety and my depression worse, but there was nothing I could do about that at that point. So when I was trying this medication, the physical symptoms of pregnancy actually compounded and the morning sickness and the headaches and the body aches were worse while I was on this medication. So I stopped after a couple of days. And like I said, I knew some of my triggers at the time, but I couldn't change any of them. I couldn't eliminate any of them. And I just had to let them run their course. So after my third baby was born a few months later, the depression started to lift um, quite quickly, which I was so, so grateful for because I wasn't sure how that was going to, how that was going to happen. The intense anxiety, however, that I was feeling was still very much there. And I began to notice that there were times my anxiety was so minimal that I almost felt like myself again. But then there were other times where it was like I was back at square one. So my awareness around my anxiety obviously increased at this point. And so did my desire to get to the bottom of why I was struggling so much. So the pregnancy had ended. So I was no longer struggling with those pregnancy symptoms. I had stopped work as I went on maternity leave, which was also another trigger for me at the time. I had graduated from university with my bachelor's in psychology, which was also another stress and another trigger for me. So these three things had were, or were no longer a part of my life, but yet for some reason I was still feeling so anxious and tense most of the days, most probably nine days out of 10, I was still feeling really quite anxious and tense. So this became the catalyst for me. This was the beginning of dedicating an entire year to rediscover myself and no longer allowing my anxiety to have its way in my life. We seem to be able to hide our anxiety so, so well. And for a long time, my husband was the only one who knew how deeply I was struggling. But I really want to encourage you that we do have a responsibility to speak up and reach out for help because no one will know that we're struggling if we can't find the strength somewhere deep inside of us to just get some support. Now, I need to be honest, the first time I reached out for support, I didn't get the support I needed. The very first time I put my hand up and said, I need some help. I can't do this alone anymore. I didn't get the help and the support that I needed. But I didn't give up because I was so determined that this was not the way that I wanted to live my life. I did not want to live my life raising three children in a space that was so difficult and anxiety provoking and dark. Um, and so my determination gave me enough strength to ask for help again. So if you try and reach out for the first time and you don't get the support, like what happened to me, then try again. 
and keep trying and keep trying until you find the support you need. And don't give up because your family really depend on you to speak up. So here I am now, a mum of three, living with anxiety, but it no longer stops me from living the life I want to create for myself or for my family. I still have bad days occasionally, and uh, sometimes when I'm triggered unexpectedly, my anxiety peaks. But I really have developed some beautiful support systems and practices that really keep me going through these days. And I've also developed a lot of self-compassion and self-acceptance when they happen as well. And I'm really mindful not to allow the bad days to turn into bad weeks because I know how sensitive I am and I really have to be so protective of the people I surround myself with and what I allow into my life. So how I manage anxiety now with a husband and three kids and a business and a home to run, (laughs) all the things. For starters, I got really, really clear on my triggers and I did what I could to eliminate them. And like I mentioned at the start, I couldn't eliminate any of them because I just had to let them run their course. I had to graduate from university. I had to wait until I went on maternity leave and I had to wait until this little baby was born. So if I couldn't eliminate them, I would set very intentional boundaries around them so I could minimize the impact that they had on me. Um, So, you know, I would restrict contact with people if it was people or I would restrict my activities during the week if it was um, too many commitments that were triggering me. I learned a lot about self-love, something that I've never been able to experience before. I learned self-compassion and self-acceptance tools. I discovered some beautiful support systems that would allow our home life to continue even if I was having a bad day, which is a big one for us mums because there's always dishes that need to be done, there's always uh, washing that needs to be hung up and there's always cleaning to be done. I also began a really beautiful journaling practice and writing is not something that I have done my whole life. I've not been... I'm not one of those women who have journaled since I was 12. I would journal occasionally and I would write occasionally, but I never used it as a way to process anything. It was just kind of something I did every now and then. So developing really beautiful journaling practice was a big part of my healing journey as well. And I also found a small community of safe people that really supported me in my growth. So if you're feeling like you're caught up in the dark clouds right now and it just won't stop raining, find a safe person to reach out to. For me at the time, it was actually my GP and he was the second person I went to asking for help. But I didn't give up because I really knew that I wanted to live in a way that was really true to myself and the way that I wanted to live. I didn't want to be anxious and depressed all the time. I was pretty determined to live a life that was filled with joy and happiness and and growth. So I'm really, really grateful that now I'm actually able to coach other women in their anxiety journeys. I'm so blessed to have experienced what I did because now I get to share that with other women as well. The pain that I went through has such a beautiful purpose and that purse that purpose is so I get to be with you today I get to be here talking and sharing and supporting you today and I'm so so honored for that if a support network is something you are feeling pulled towards I would love to open up soulful mamas 
community for you. Um, It's a really supportive community of women who come together and it's a safe place um, that you get to share your struggle and open up and support each other really as well because this motherhood gig it's so hard you guys it's so so tough and we don't have to do it alone okay we really really don't so I really want to open that up to you I'll link it in the show notes if you want to learn more about soulful mamas Um, and if you have any questions at all then please just let me know so I hope you really got something out of this message today I would love to hear what landed for you even if it's just something as simple as knowing that you're not alone and that you're not the only one who's experiencing anxiety or depression right now, you can come over and join me on Instagram and share with me. And um, I'd love to know your story and how you're going with your healing journey as well. So I look forward to seeing you all next time. And I Can't wait to uh, share more messages and really hear what your story is all about. Lots of love to you, lady. We'll chat soon. Bye-bye.